Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pacific Down and Distance. This is the week seven summary. I'll just call out that I've been alluding to some exciting developments in recent weeks. You will notice some changes possibly by the time you get to this, otherwise uh, week eight. Uh, We have partnered with the Sports Social Podcast Network, which is a really exciting uh, development for us. Uh, There will be um, other partners, advertising partners as part of that, but it's a a great opportunity for the show to get it out to a bigger audience and also to leverage some of the um, production attributes that they bring. So just keep an eye out for that. For now, uh, no change to the show format. That may happen, but uh, in due course. But for now, just keep your eyes peeled and uh, we look forward to uh, working with Sports Social in the coming weeks and months ahead. All right, on with the show. So we'll kick off with what was on paper the standout matchup of the weekend. It probably didn't quite play out like that, but the match was Kansas City at San Francisco, which ended up being one in the Chiefs' favour, 44 to 23. So Kansas City put up 44 points on a major NFC title challenger in their own building. So that's that's huge. Uh, they had contributions from everyone on their offence. Three three touchdowns from McCall Hardman. 111 receiving yards from Mark, Mark, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think I've said that right. And big efforts from Juju Smith-Schuster and, uh, and Travis Kelsey as well. So it was a total day out for them. Now for San Francisco, uh, Christian McCaffrey made his debut. He was only traded in on Thursday uh, US time from, from Carolina Panthers. He debuted straight away. He had 10 carries for 62 yards. But they had a bad second half for the second week in a row. And Jimmy G conceded a safety, which has also happened twice this year, which is a bit unusual. And to be honest, the whole thing was pretty disastrous timing for, for the 49ers because it's dropped them from first to third in the NFC West. We'll, we'll get to how that's played out uh, shortly. But next week, they're, they're going to LA, who are going to be absolutely frothing for revenge and coming off a bye. They only, those two teams only played each other two or three weeks ago, so it's not ideal. Uh, for their part, the Chiefs have a bye next week, so they'll be absolutely loving life. They've made a major uh, statement win today. Now, the next game we'll go to was also played in the late window, played at the same time. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks winning 37-23 at LA Chargers in SoFi Stadium. Major win for Seattle. 
Uh, actually, their star was, again, Kenneth Walker the third, who ran for 168 yards, including uh, 74 on the sort of uh, clinch, clinching or pivotal touchdown towards the end. Geno Smith threw a couple of TDs himself, as well as, you know, some fairly spectacular passing throughout the day. And the Seahawks' defense just clamped down on Justin Herbert really effectively. There was some bad injury news for both teams in this match, with DK Metcalf going down for Seattle. We're hoping that he'll have avoided an ACL, but time will tell. Maybe by the time you've heard this, we have an outcome there. And the Chargers themselves, on their injury front, they lost wide-out Mike Williams, who was pretty pivotal in their Monday night win going back a few days. And uh, or decisive at the end, he had an ankle injury, and then J.C. Jackson uh, it dislocated a knee, so that was uh, that was quite messy. For the Chargers, Austin Eckler had passing and rushing touchdowns, which which you'd have to call a highlight. But otherwise, it was a pretty big struggle for them all day. And uh, look, I'm just thinking about this. They they're in a pretty awkward position, the Chargers, because all too often they're not actually, you know, even with these home games, they're not at really. They wouldn't actually feel like the home team. Certainly the case today. Lots of Seattle fans have flown down or flown from wherever in Seahawks Nation they come from. All right, so next week the Chargers actually have a bye. And Seattle, well, what a match. They go, uh, they host the New York Giants. Um, Both teams coming off mini winning streaks. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a big one, that one. Speaking of the Giants, they won again. This time at Jacksonville, 23-17 to 23-17, I should say. Now, I'm really not quite sure how the Giants pulled this one out. They were lacklustre for most of the game, but they delivered right when they needed to at the very end. Uh, they're, they're one of the stories of the season, really. It's now a five, uh, yeah, significant winning streak, but it's five game winning drives from uh, Daniel Jones, the quarterback, who you know, coming into the season was quite maligned. And then you've got Saquon Barkley, who's absolutely on fire as a comeback kid uh, after, you know, some wretched injury issues. It's really hard to escape the impression that the Giants uh, are quite a well-coached team, Um, you know, with their first-year coach, Brian Dable. They're just winning. They're winning tight matches. So for Jacksonville, uh, it was their defense that let them down today. Uh, you know, in previous weeks, it had been their offense turning the ball over, but the defense uh, gave up some killer penalties on key plays, including both an intercept and a fumble getting called back. Trevor Lawrence looked st- sturdy and reliable for you know the second straight match. And to be fair to the Jags, they did it nearly pinch it, having given up the lead lace, they, they nearly pinched it back right at the end when uh, Lawrence threw a pass to wideout Christian Kirk, uh, who caught it on a on the half-yard line. But it was at the end of the game, there were no timeouts, and the uh, the Giants, it was a running clock, so the Giants' day just held him up, and unfortunately, that was the end of the game. Now, I mentioned earlier, the Giants, they go to Seattle next week, Jacksonville, will play at home to Denver. They're burning through a few home games here and not getting much for it. The next game we'll go to is the uh, Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. It was won by Baltimore, an AFC North battle. Definitely not a pretty match, but Baltimore held out. Uh, They go to four and three and they stay well and truly in the race for a division title. Uh, I will say their fans would have been pretty nervous as this one closed out. It was an Almost deadly fumble with three minutes to go um, that returned the ball to Cleveland. They just, uh, it was while Baltimore were attacking, but Cleveland just couldn't capitalize. Uh, Lamar Jackson, look, somewhat of an enigma. Uh, you know, there were people saying he was the early MVP favorite. Uh, 
it's not always he's his output isn't always translating. Uh, today he only had 120 passing yards, but the Ravens did go for a bit of a more of a rush or running focus a ground game today. Uh, and that, that probably because that's worked against Cleveland a lot this year already, and they just you know just managed to get it done. Now, on the Cleveland side, their quarterback at the moment is Jacoby Brissett, who's renowned as one of the best backups in the league. He's getting an extended run whilst Deshaun Watson serves out a suspension. And to my eye, he seems to be failing in these key matches. I didn't even need to look at my notes. It was the Falcons, the Jets, and the Chargers where he sort of couldn't get it done in close games, and they ended up overhauling... uh, overhauling the Browns. So, look, they were stiff on some officiating today, no doubt about it. They're not using their star running back and probably their best attacking weapon, Nick Chubb, to his full potential at the moment. And the season is getting away from them fast. Watson, I think, is due back around week week 11, week 12, week 13, somewhere around then. And they may be out of contention by then. They've got another AFC North battle next week. It's Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. And Baltimore are also going to be on prime time. They're on the short backup. They're on Thursday night football at Tampa Bay, and that will be a big match. And keep in mind, with Thursday night football, the last um, two or three have been uh, not not that great. So we'll play around in the NFC South for the next couple of games. The first one was Atlanta at Cincinnati. Now. Uh, Atlanta is my team. I've mentioned that a couple of times. I actually really thought they were a sneaky chance in this game, but they kind of got blown out 35-17. to 17. Uh, Really, the story of the day was Joe Burrow. Uh, wow. He finished with 481 yards, although most of them were racked up quite early. Uh, he was actually on track for a uh, almost uh, single-game record kind of tally, but they uh, stopped taking so many risks later in the game. He had three touchdowns as well. He even rushed for a touchdown. Uh, there was a concerning injury for uh, Jamar Chase, which will have the Bengals fans nervous, but he wasn't even the, uh, you know, they had lots of contributors today, so uh, they should be able to cover him, but they'll be obviously hoping that he stays fit. Uh, the, the Bengals defense, which had just, you know, a reminder, they kept New Orleans last weekend to six points in the second half. They held Atlanta totally scoreless in the second half today, which was really pivotal because they had actually gone into halftime. Atlanta had scored 10 points in a real hurry to keep that match live, so to speak, after the Bengals had had such a fast start. So look, from Atlanta, yeah, Bengals go to four and three. Both teams came in three and three here. I actually thought this might be one of the better games of the weekend. It, it, it would definitely, well, yeah, it definitely wasn't. I think you'd be fair to say, but Atlanta, they, they were chasing their tails all day and yeah, that they uh, are definitely in the division race, and we'll we'll get to the, the reason why in a minute. But uh, only 107 passing yards, 107 rushing yards, and most of those passing yards came in one touchdown play, which just yeah isn't enough when you consider the bombardment that was uh, that was going the other way. And yeah, look, they'll um, they'll rue that. So Atlantic go to they host Carolina next week. And I mentioned before, Cincinnati will be at Cleveland on Monday Night Football. Now, speaking of Carolina, they uh, they played another NFC South opponent in Tampa. Um, that was in Charlotte uh, today. And look, this was the feel-good story of the day. Carolina are having a wretched season, but they won this match 21-3. to 
Uh, they got the second win of the season. It's been a, a tumultuous week. They traded their belligerent wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, to Arizona, and then their uh, franchise running back, Christian McCaffrey, uh, as I mentioned earlier, went to San Fran on, on just on Thursday before the game. And to cap all that off, um, this, this win came against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and, and frankly, it was pretty comprehensive. The thing that's kind of funny about this is uh, even without uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, they actually ran brilliantly today. So Donta Foreman, uh, 118 yards, and Tuba Hubbard, 63, uh, did most of the heavy lifting on the run game. But the other thing with the Panthers is for all their troubles, their defense has actually been okay most of the year, and it really stood up today. Drive Brady absolutely nuts. He did rack up 290 passing yards, but it's just, yeah... It was hard to escape that it was a massive failure of offense today with just three points to show for it, despite actually never giving the ball away. So they always had drives that were able to get momentum. They just couldn't get it past halfway. Uh, also worth calling out, wide receiver Mike Evans got off, got the team off to a bad start. He dropped a 64-yard pass on the opening drive, and it kind of told the story of the day. I mentioned before the Bucks have to go, um, or they host Baltimore on Thursday night football, so a short break for them, uh, and Carolina uh, going to Atlanta. Now, up to the NFC North. Uh, firstly, Detroit at Dallas. So, uh, yeah, well, in fact, the next two matches are both NFC North versus NFC East. Uh, this one is Detroit uh, at Dallas, 24-6 to Dallas. Pretty, look, I find this a bit of, starting to be a bit of a depressing story. Detroit started the season looking really feisty, but it's just going nowhere. And uh, it doesn't look like there's a lot of life at the end of the tunnel. I actually caught a fair bit of this match. And, yeah, it was a bit like getting, watching a cat get run over. Goff was constantly turning the ball over. One of their running uh, running backs had a killer fumble on the one-yard line out, you know, when they were attacking uh, for a touchdown. And, you know, despite the lines being either in front or within a score for most of the match. Yeah, just it just it was awkward. Um, four turnovers are all up for Goff, and yeah, just, just a mess. On the other side of the ball, obviously, Dak Prescott made his return. He accrued 207 yards of uh, pass, pass play after a slow start. I mean, his first two drives were three and out. Uh, and the running game was, yeah, pretty solid for Dallas. Seek Elliott and Tony Pollard both firing. Uh, and the defense, yeah, made some key plays, obviously, to really turn the screws on Detroit late. So, interestingly, uh, Dallas has got another match at home against Chicago, which they'll probably fancy themselves in, or they'll definitely fancy themselves in. And Detroit, they host Miami, and uh, that's an uh, out-of-conference match. They wouldn't play very often, but... Uh, yeah, look, they'll be dreading that. Now, I mentioned that it was NFC North versus NFC East. The upset of the day, other than Carolina, was probably Washington beating Green Bay. This was in Maryland, where Washington played, 23-21. Um, the reason it was big upset, I mean, Washington were, the winners, were on the winners list coming in and Green Bay weren't, but... I mean, Green Bay have Aaron Rodgers, and Washington had a backup quarterback. Carson Wentz is out, is out injured, so Taylor Heineke uh, was put in uh, in charge today, and yeah, they've now strung together a two-game winning streak. Look, he he's been hit and miss when previously called up, so that's that's actually why Washington traded for Carson Wentz in the first place. But look, Heineke hit 108, uh, sorry, 162 passing yards today, a touchdown, multiple long scoring drives, and he also got their key wideouts, uh, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, involved. 
Um, certainly they featured in the key players. So gritty win for the Commanders. Now for Green Bay, they've now lost three straight games against, you know, what traditionally lacklustre teams, the Giants, the Jets, and, and now Washington. And it could have been four because you can't forget they had an overtime win against uh, the, the Patriots uh, only three weeks ago. Uh, when the Patriots had uh, their third-choice uh, quarterback on. Today, Aaron Rodgers was definitely part of the problem. Um, he did have one massive highlight play to Aaron Jones, but it came right at the end of the match when they were desperately chasing it, and otherwise his numbers were pretty poor. And he really struggled on third downs, which is not usual for him. He didn't convert his first um, third down until uh, quarter four, and that was off a Washington penalty. So, yeah, not a great day out for, for Rodgers, and I'm sure that was an awkward press conference. It gets worse for the Packers. Uh, their game next week is also at a conference. It's uh, at Buffalo, and it's on Sunday night football. So, yeah, that's going to be, uh, yeah, compelling viewing at the very least. For Washington, uh, they go to Indianapolis, so also an out-of-conference match. And, look, you know, we'll, we'll get to them shortly, but that Washington probably fancy a, uh, a hat-trick. Just before we finish the rest of Sunday's games, due to that production development uh, that I mentioned earlier, look, it just means that the show, we're, we're able to release this after the recording of or the playing of Monday Night Football as well. So I'll just let you know what happened there. Uh, now, it was the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. On paper, not a great game. There was a lot of criticism of the choice of match. Uh, in the end, at least the first half ended up being um, quite exciting. Uh, sort of uh, tapered away in the second half. Chicago actually won the match 33-14, to 14, so they built up a big lead towards, towards uh, the end of the match. The big drama uh, in the game was actually the quarterback position for New England, which, uh, which Mac Jones made his return from injury. He had two, three and outs on his first two drives, followed by an intercept. So Bailey Zappi was reintroduced. And his first two drives resulted in touchdowns. So you can imagine the New England crowd was pretty uh, pretty restless at first and then pretty excited with the change of quarterback. The Patriots didn't actually score after halftime. So the uh, for, all that, for all that, it didn't count for anything. And in fact, Bailey Zappi ended up uh, being involved in a couple of turnovers of his own. Uh, later in the match. So uh, actually, Chicago, you know, if you said at the start of the game, oh, there would be some quarterback drama, it was looking like it could be Chicago because Justin Fields has had had a, a tough start to the season. He actually played really well. Uh, certainly, um, yeah, scored on the first two drives and then uh, three drives in the middle, all field goals. But that just enabled the Bears to keep the scoreboard pressure on. And uh, in the end, that told they were able to... Uh, that they were able to just play for the for the win and uh, and force intercepts when they need to. So they'll be pretty stoked with that. It takes them to three and four level with Green Bay in their division, two games behind Minnesota, and uh, and gives them yeah something to play for. They do have to go to Dallas next week, which is definitely not going to be easy uh, as you, as we saw what Dallas did with Detroit. But uh, you know gives them a, a a chance. The Bears don't have a buy until much later in the year. As for the Patriots, they go to uh, they play, they play New York Jets, so divisional match up there. Um, maybe the Jets are due for a uh, a loss. Who knows? You know how football works, but uh, yeah, on paper the Jets uh, have had a better year than the Patriots. Not often you can say that uh, this far into the year. 
So we'll close out with some uh, AFC matchups uh, for all conference or divisional matchups from the AFC. The first one we'll do is uh, in, in India, Tennessee. Ended up being a Tennessee win, 1910. Uh, that's a sweep for Tennessee over India, even though we're only at week seven. Uh, look, obviously the scoreline would suggest this was an ordinary match, and it definitely was. Unfortunately for Indy, the Matt Ryan era has, uh, look, you know, it's had a couple of flashes of brilliance, and I'm a Matt Ryan fan, being a Falcons fan, but it has a pretty low floor as well. Today they only had one drive they could be proud of, the one that resulted in a touchdown, and one pass over 20 yards, and there were plenty of quarterback hits and sacks, which is not always on, on the quarterback themselves, of course. That's on the offensive line as well, but... Um, there were two ugly picks too, which uh, included Tennessee's only touchdown. Actually, it was a pick six, so you know that'll be haunting Ryan uh, when he when he got back to uh, to Indy tonight. So uh, for Tennessee, they weren't really much better, but they were good enough, and you know that's a sweep. So uh, they they're going to be well and truly on the way to defending their AFC crown now. Uh, they've got clearly got the tiebreaker against, against the Colts and we'll, we'll get to uh, Houston later. But, you know, their competition uh, from Jacksonville and Houston is limited. Uh, the Titans' efforts today were led by Derek Henry uh, rather than by the quarterbacks. I think Tannehill got injured at one point, but uh, Henry uh, easily broke triple figures, 128 rushing yards from his 30 carries. So he's, you know, well and truly able to argue that he's back. Now, they do actually have another divisional match next week, Tennessee. They go to Houston. Um, so if they're not well on their way now, they will be if they were able to win that. And Indy, uh, mentioned before, they go, uh, they host Washington in an out-of-conference match. Um, they'll, you know, just like Washington, they'll be looking at that as a good chance to get a win back, though. Now... Uh, the next match, New York Jets at Denver. Now, this ended up being a New York Jets win. It's not as much of an upset as you might think. Denver lost their new quarterback, their star quarterback, Russell Wilson, before the match due to a hamstring. And I suspect that will be more than one week that he misses. In his place came backup Brett Ripien. And that name might be familiar because he has played a backup a couple of years ago uh, when... Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, I think, might have been injured. So, or, yeah. So, look, uh, you know, it was always going to be interesting to see if, if Ripien, not to say that he's necessarily a good quarterback, but Russell has really been struggling. It's been almost awkward to watch. So they've been in a few primetime games, which means they haven't made the cutoff for this show because we tend not to talk about Thursday or Monday. So it is worth calling that out. Um, but, look, the truth is Ripien... Had, wasn't any better. He got 225 yards, which Russell probably would have taken most weeks. 24 completed passes out of 46, but we're dealing with a team that scored nine points. So this, yeah, it's, yeah, just not good enough. Um, for the Jets, you know, who are building an impressive record now, Source Gardner had another belter. Um, he was causing a lot of the problems I mentioned before on the Denver side. He only allowed three catches and eight yards from the nine throws that went his way. Uh, look, you know, I read about this, and no one's saying much about Zach Wilson, but he's quietly managed to build a 4-0 and record as a starter this year. He wasn't there for the first three games, which the Jets lost two of them. So, um, look, there was only 121 uh, passing yards, and one the only touchdown was a rush. But they kept a hold of the ball, which is pretty key in these sort of things, in these sort of matchups. And, um, 
they're in a tough division, the Jets, and they're, they're muscling up. So you've you got to give them credit. Uh, they'll be hoping for the Patriots not to win tomorrow night. That's actually their next opponent. Uh, they host the Patriots next week. Uh, because obviously the other the other teams in the, in the, that division are Buffalo who are on by and Miami who will get to shortly. Uh, the other thing that Jets will be hoping for is that their uh, injury to rookie running back is uh, Brees Hall is not as bad as it appeared. We don't know that yet at the time of publication. For Denver, they go to Jacksonville uh, probably without Russell. And uh, I mean to say it's a must win is is obvious, but uh, they'll. Denver and Jacksonville have both got two wins, so they'll certainly be looking at that as an op- yeah pretty critical opportunity. The game uh, that was always going to be pushed till last uh, of, the, of the main day slate was Houston at Las Vegas. Uh, Houston 20, Las Vegas 38, so a big win for the Raiders. Entirely predictable result. There's no way they, um, the Raiders were a true 1-4 and four team, even though that's what they had on the board. Uh, Derek Carr played well, 21 completed passes from 27, 241 yards, a touchdown. But the star was definitely Josh Jacobs, who who was their running back, who pounded through the Houston defense all day. 20 carries, 143 rushing yards, so over seven a carry, and three touchdowns. Now, Houston wasn't all disastrous. They had um, some encouraging signs themselves. Their own running back, uh, rookie running back, in fact, Damian Pierce, continued his good form. He took four catches along with his 92 rushing yards. And their emerging quarterback, Davis Mills, probably had his best game of the year. 302 passing yards to him and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, look, I just I just feel with Houston that, you know, a lot of your commentators do their power rankings during the week. And I can just see the results elsewhere. Me and Houston sink back to the bottom of power rankings and um you know they're going to be at the back end of running sheets on shows like this for a while to come as well i suspect they stay uh, or they go in division next week they uh, host tennessee uh for vegas they've got an out of conference match next week at new orleans you don't get to see them very often those two teams match up all right the last game of the weekend is sunday night football so uh pittsburgh at miami uh, 16-10 to the Dolphins on the night they celebrated uh, the 50-year anniversary of their 1972 undefeated team, which is the only team to ever go undefeated through an NFL season. Now, Miami just absolutely tearing out of the blocks today, effortlessly hitting a touchdown on their first drive, and good mo- good momentum on drives two and three, which uh, ended up being field goals. Now, this was Tua's comeback match. I won't get into the, all the issues around concussion and, and, and that sort of stuff, but they were 3-0 and when he started, and then they lost their next three, and he wasn't a part of... Sorry, when they when he finished, he wasn't... Uh, he was injured during the fourth match, and then five and six, he missed altogether, and they were the ones they lost. It did look, in that first couple of drives, like he never left. Um, much slower after that, though, and they were frankly lucky that Pittsburgh dropped four different separate intercepts. Um, the other issue that probably would have had Dolphin Sands even more concerned was that Tua had a big, big risk appetite. He was running and sliding with the ball a lot, getting in multiple collisions that he probably needs to avoid right now. They did win. They held on, um, and they were certainly happy to take that. Pittsburgh, for their side, they look uh, they look like they're destined for their first ever losing season under, under their long-term head coach, Mike Tomlin. Rookie... Uh, 
quarterback Kenny Pickett is clearly still learning. There were some, you know, some upside, but there were key picks as well and plenty of stalled drives. They were they were in this match right to the death. They um, yeah, literally had had a drive to try and win it with a touchdown, but um, you know they'd have taken that position in quarter one the way that the Dolphins started. And the defence did play well, but they're just not, you know, they do, they need TJ Watt. He's, uh, their record without him isn't great. And, uh, yeah, it's a little little gloomy uh, f- for the Steelers right now. Now, next week, they go out of conference, but it's to Philadelphia. So it's a Keystone or a Pennsylvanian uh, Keystone State derby, but uh, it's a daunting matchup um, for the Steelers. And then Miami, they're at Detroit. So, uh, yeah, if they can play. Anything like they did in quarter one today, they should have too much for Detroit. So, look, that is the end of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Excited about this new era and uh, looking forward to speaking with you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.